let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's whole. And that was taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. As we round up our series on poor choices equals physical, spiritual, and moral ruins part four. Good morning to you there, my friends. And how are you? How was your night? I hope you've had a restful night and you were ready to start the day. How has your week been in all? I hope we've all enjoyed the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ all through the week and all through the month of January. Welcome to the month of February. And of course, you are welcome to review. It's your host and your dear friend here, Esther. Good morning, Abba Father, and how we love and praise your holy name for safe arrival, not just into the weekend, but into the month of February altogether. We give you all the glory for all that you do. Glory to your name, O Most High God. And as we've come this morning to round up our series on poor choices, Holy Spirit, teach us one more time and help us in the application of your word into the journey of our lives and faith. And I water every heart and ears listening to the sound of my voice, wherever you may be with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I pray for you to receive a heart of understanding. Thank you, able Father, for in Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I welcome you once more to review, friends. And so, like I said, rounding up on poor choices equals physical, spiritual, and moral ruins, part four. God bless you as you listen. I believe we all know who penned the book of Ecclesiastes, where I read to you just then, I mean not long. But should you be in doubt? That was the preacher, otherwise known as Solomon, the king. We all know how Solomon started and that in fact, he started well. We know about his first encounter with the Lord while he was asleep or in his dream in 1 Kings chapter 3, where God had given Solomon a blank check 
like I love to call it, or the opportunity to ask for his heart's desire. And amazingly, he had asked for a heart of understanding to discern and not riches or great wealth. And God was pleased with him. But wouldn't you be surprised that Solomon's wisdom and great insight that God gave him did not prevent him from playing a fool when it came to decisions to multiply for himself wives and concubines or sexual partners to compound the situation? He started building altars to the pagan gods of his numerous wives and concubines. Look, friends, why don't you come with me as we read together the book of 1 Kings, chapter 11, and from verse 1 through to 10. Come with me as we read together 1 Kings, chapter 11. And I'll start from verse 1 to 10. Verse 1 reads, But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonians, and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord has said, to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clung to this in love, and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart, for it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonite. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the people of Hammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart has turned from the Lord God of Israel who had appeared to him twice. And verse 10, where we shall stop reads, and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not 
go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. The Lord bless the reading together of his word if you were reading along with me or if you were listening to his holy word being read. Amen. Hmm. The beginning of Solomon's downfall, friends, was him doing everything that the Lord had forbidden the kings of Israel to do, according to Deuteronomy chapter 17. And you see, in doing all those things we read in 1 Kings chapter 11, Solomon compromised his belief in God. His morals fell and got destroyed. And you see, that's what happens when we get involved in destructive or unhealthy compromise when it comes down to our choice making. It leads us to abandon our sound standards. I mean, all we stand for in Christ. And you know what? We go bankrupt spiritually and morally. Like Solomon, Lot, Samson, all did. Where does God come in your choice or decision-making, friends? At the very beginning of your thoughts about them and letting him lead and guide you? Or in the hand when everything has turned into an ugly mess and all you have to do is to start dealing with the consequences? Right, if you and I were to be one of the biblical characters. What do you think would have been written about us when it comes to choices? And you see, listening to all this, this morning, I mean, listening to this series from the beginning in part one, you may feel as though you have messed up God's plan for your life because of your unhealthy compromise. You know, because of the poor choices you have made. Oh, okay, listen, wait here. Let me ask you, how far or deep are you willing to go in order to compromise all that you are in Christ Jesus, all that you stand for? How far, how deep are you willing to go? And you know, you can still turn back from that spot where you are right now. And cry aloud to him, to God. Though it may take time to put back the jigsaw puzzle 
into its rightful place. But God can reverse the negative situation or the mess of the jigsaw puzzle of life that you've made for good and to the praise and glory of his name. And you see, friends, if you are thinking of or about to make one, why don't you table it before the Lord? Why don't you do that? You see, I implore you not to take one more step without him. Let him guide you. Let God lead while you follow. And I tell you what, you'll be glad you did. And this is us. Come to the end of our series on poor choices equals physical, spiritual, and moral ruins. Let us pray. Abba Father, we want to thank you this morning for the completion of this series and all, I mean everything, you've taught us since week one. Oh God, we choose to give you the leadership role of our lives, our choices, decisions. We surrender our plans and hopes into your hands. Take the lead, Lord, and we choose to follow in obedience whatever you say to us to do, wherever you say to us to go. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you one more time, Holy Spirit, for teaching us. Thank you, gracious God. And as we go about our weekends, we pray and plead the blood of Jesus on ourselves. May we come back next week rejoicing and with testimonies. Thank you once more. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. And everyone say with me, Amen. I want to thank you once more, friends, not just for joining me this morning or today, but for staying with me all through the series on Poor Choices. If you are just joining us, why don't you go back to what we've been doing in the last four weeks for better understanding on everything we've been taught by the Holy Spirit. 
Thank you so much for staying with me. And God bless you. Why don't you come back next week as we start a new and fresh series on review. Until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household now and forever. Amen. you now you have provided so why would I start to doubt I've never been stranded abandoned or left here to fight alone so I'm giving you Take